It wouldn't be an episode of our podcast if all three of us were together, of course. Yeah. It's actually not physically possible because one of us is actually, we won't tell you who, but one of us is actually uh, one of the others in disguise. Uh, So you never get to see all of us in the same room. No, of course not. It's like a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. We might even alternate the disguises. So sometimes I play Riley, sometimes I play Milo. Riley's me isn't very good, though. You know, you see us <laughs> no. all in the same room or even in the same country. I mean, half half the ones in Edinburgh, I was trying to play you. Wait, okay. How did that? I, I haven't listened to those. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the high, high effort. That's yeah. the high effort aesthetic we're yeah, going yeah, for. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, the, the use. The, the famously high aesthetic, high effort. Uh, trash no, just hi, just high aesthetic. I think. The useful thing about us all being able to play each other is that um, if we start making any serious money out of this podcast, um, mm. we can just like get rid of one person so we can split the pot between yeah. fewer people. Exactly. Really, it's it's yeah. fewer bank accounts. Or or keep the fictitious third person, and it becomes very tax efficient. <laughs> oh yeah, as like a it's sort of front of a. It's legit. basically like that film, The Prestige. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> except it's all to do with tax evasion. I think that that would have improved the prestige if they if they'd used their magical like illu- <laughs> illu- illusory powers only for the purposes tax of tax evasion. Subplot. <laughs> These salaries are now contractors. Uh, <laughs> this income is now capital gains. Uh, oh, that's going to kind of come up later. Actually, the guy the guy goes to see Tesla to see if he has any like. Crazy science ways to re- to reduce his like fucking stamp duty burden. <laughs> uh, also, it's a it's a beautiful day, so we decided to have recording outside. It's very pleasant. Yeah, it's very pleasant for all three of us. Mm. All three of us having yeah. a wonderful time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Milo's in a phone in a bowl. In the same place with the same weather. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a squirrel. Yeah, no. Yeah, where I am, the weather is fucking shocking. Oh. <laughs> and this, uh, this when you say <laughs> shocking, shocking implies that you are sort of sort of surprised in some way. Well, you know, I was in so I, I'm in Moscow, right? And I was in St. Petersburg yesterday, and the weather was genuinely better. And like the one rule of thumb with Russian weather is like the weather in St. Petersburg is always worse than it is in Moscow. And uh, you know, Russia's breaking all the rules this week. It's mm. crazy. I mean, if we want to talk, I mean, this is this really has been just a totally regular week where lots of regular stuff has happened. And it's been totally normal. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing has fa- creaked apart at the yeah. seams. No. Uh, no one, no, on a major leader of kind of the West has looked at a major na- um, sort of uh, environmental catastrophe in his own country for which he's failed to fill the uh, vacant seats for, to task with overseeing and just said uh, his whole policy position was just him saying good luck. That hasn't happened. That's quite kind yeah. of mm. that's properly no, apocalyptic, I mean, isn't it? That's quite independent. There hasn't Day. been there hasn't been a sort of political scandal involving the same leader, which has somehow also involved a washed up action movie star and super listener of the show from like twenty years ago. Yeah, and um, yeah, um, friend friend of the show, uh, Stephen Seagal. And that's I mean, and that is going to be we have no. been, we've been foreshadowing a lot of the stuff that's coming up. We have and life imitating I'm so, art because I'm so eager mm. to get to that. Um, and I'm so eager to get through the rest of our content so we can all go home, given yeah. the fact that I'm already home. Mm. Um, I'm going to yeah. take your... I'm going to actually invite you to say what has become your catchphrase. Wait, what's become my catchphrase? <laughs> At the beginning of every episode that you're on, you say, shall we cast? Oh, shall we? I didn't know that had become my <laughs> podcast. My podcast? My catchphrase. You're all podcast. <laughs> That's really thrown me. I thought this I was just doing normal speaking. <laughs> no, it's all catchphrases. You've, you've made me really doubt 
<laughs> the variety of things I say. <laughs> You've made me worry if I repeat myself that often. It's catchphrases all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> Do I basically only say about 10 different things? And I just haven't noticed. <laughs> you're a soundboard. You're Shall more we sound cast? <laughs> um, Charlie, you're actually, you're actually like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> you have like a small string in your back which Riley and I manipulate using a hook. <laughs> I think, actually, I do move quite like Woody from Toy Story. You have the proportions of Woody from Toy Story? <laughs> yeah, I think I might do. Mm. You freeze and fall to the ground and everyone You're not aiming in. for the high effort That's aesthetic. That's more of a social anxiety <laughs> yeah. thing, right? L- like us on Facebook to see me in a cowboy hat. <laughs> if we get a thousand likes by the end of the week. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you you heard to get those hearts going for mm-hmm. get those hearts going for some sexy cowboy acting. That's so that's so underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> if this gets a thousand likes, I will post a picture of me wearing a cowboy. Milo, hat. I don't want to I don't want to make any promises <laughs> that we can't deliver on, and I think that's about the maximum that's, we can offer. You know. That is that's the sort of promise that like a really a really shit like a uh, Republican uh, Congress candidate would make on it like well if I get a thousand likes for our troops I'll post a picture of me wearing a cowboy at, at a horse fair <laughs> just out of just out of frame of course is someone dying because all their benefits have been cut or from a hurricane that they were not protected from you've really I mean yes mm-hmm. you know good politics but you've really crowbarred that in. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm, t- oh, I'm guys, over. Um, I know I don't. I know I don't prepare for the show, but I actually I did. You know, one of our favorite things is is blue tick Trump replies. Oh, yeah, Trump oh replies. yeah. I did. Uh, I saw a really good blue tick Trump reply this week. I screenshotted it. I forgot to okay. send it to the group chat. All right, it's, hit just, me. Uh, it's, uh, it's from John John Cooper at John Cooper tweets. If you want to follow a simpering blue tick Trump reply, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and we do. He says, I would love to. RT, <laughs> RT, if you think at real Donald Trump is a goddamn twisted, worthless piece of racist Nazi dog shit enabled by the sniveling at GOP hashtag impeach Trump. 17,000 retweets and 18,000 likes. You've got to wonder who are the people who are retweeting that, who are like, God, so beautifully put, John Cooper of the blue tick Trump replying (laughs) fame. And that's like this. It's like it's on their minds. Like, ah, oh, this will be the thing. This will be the comment that finally gets Americans to sort of di- to yeah. stand up and sort of you know throw. Tr- it'll get the Republicans to throw Trump out of office. It'll convince you know like Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, the sort of ghouls that are enabled by him, mm. to like yeah. start yeah. impeachment proceedings. If we just sort of have a much sanctimonious compound swearing insults, finally that'll be enough to get him out. And then we can have Mike Pence, who will do all the yeah. same shit, but who will just be way more professional sounding about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like Donald Trump will finally read that tweet and be like, oh, my God, what have I become? <laughs> I thought I was Hello nice. Darkness, my friend and all that shit. <laughs> Fucking Donald Trump has an existential crisis reading John, to- John Cooper's tweet. Um, <laughs> It's like it, Donald Trump doesn't know what enabled or sliveling means. <laughs> like, come on, John. If you want to get through to Donald Trump, you've got to use words of five characters or less. <laughs> or you have to imply that, like... I mean, Donald Trump thinks Nazi is a fucking 19th century German philosopher. So, like, fine. Well, this, we're gonna oh, we do, jo- we do jokes on the podcast. Oh, we, we, we do jokes. We do jokes sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes jokes. We do occasionally I do jokes. That, like, whenever you make a joke about Donald Trump, no one's sure if you're joking or yeah. not. Yeah. Like, you can make up that Donald Trump did anything and people are like, well, maybe you, he did. You often don't have to because he does just, like, like I've sort of bring up before, freely admit to, like, the assembled Boy Scouts of America to having a boat orgy. Yeah. <laughs> 
The Donald Trump strategy is to stay one step ahead of the satirists. <laughs> yeah, so, I think the only way we can beat him is if we just start making stuff up about him. Well, guys, I, I know how we can beat him, and that's if we engage in this product. Okay. Uh, so th- are we ready for this week's product? We are. Uh, can I interest you guys mm-hmm. in the Mindset Retreat, colon, a bold heart experience? Sorry, a, a what experience? Wait, a the Mindset heart. Retreat, colon. A bold heart Bold with an L. <laughs> but bold, a, like a heart that is quite, you know, courageous. It's quite bold. A bold heart oh, experience. Bold, not bold. Yes. Okay. I thought you meant like a hairless yeah. heart. I was like, well, what does yeah. your heart look like? I mean, that's like? just a healthy heart. <laughs> I reckon if anyone on the podcast has a hairy heart, it's mm. Riley. <laughs> I am a hairy man. <laughs> yeah, he's quite a hairy man. He's a I'm hairy man. suit, gentlemen. You are. But, uh, guys, yeah. I want to know. Uh, the mindset retreat, a bold heart experience. <laughs> what is it? Um, the fuck is it? I know what it is. I've read it. I still don't know what it I is. I know. I was just asking yeah. kind of the world, <laughs> the universe. <laughs> what is it? What is it calling, mean? Calling for an answer to your many problems. <laughs> what is a bold heart and how do we experience it? <laughs> well, you go on the mindset retreat. I I, th- I feel like it's one of those things that's been invented by like the Church of Scientology. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like you, you you buy it and it basically it does an analysis of you and then it tells you that the answer to all of your problems is to join a cult uh, where you spend money in order to find out a secret that Tom Cruise knows. <laughs> um, that's my personal theory. Okay, your personal theory. Yeah. So the the I, I, I'm intrigued by the use of the word retreat because that mm. could imply like, you know, spending a week in the woods learning uh-huh. about mindset. <laughs> or it could mean that it's just adjusting your mind for the, for, the for, for retreat. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> a um, retrenchment of I, a position. I think that <laughs> this is a an experience that causes you to um like basically just stay in your shell for the rest <laughs> of your days. <laughs> Like, really struggle to get up in the morning. Like, just get Deliveroo rather than go to the supermarket down the road. And, like, just a lot of bad Netflix. Like, really bad Netflix. Like, Jennifer Aniston movies no one's ever seen before. Oh, like uh, that one where she plays a checkout lady. The good girl. I I mean, you you were asking me that like you assume I've seen it. (laughs) We've all seen the good girl, I haven't seen it in years. On this, our good girl fan cast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mm. Um, if you wanted uh, trash future, I'm sorry, you're out of luck this week. <laughs> no, this is our Jennifer and this is our early 2000s Jennifer Aniston post friends trying to be a serious actress, so starring in sort of B level romantic did comedies. Just, did you just say Jennifer Aniston? I said Aniston. <laughs> I think he said Aniston. Unless oh, okay, I, I heard Jennifer Aniston. It must be the uh, it must be the the internet. No, don't don't show them how the sausage the, uh, is made. As, as far as the podcast. listener is concerned, you're just behind the camera. Yeah. Um, Okay. We're, in a, we're in a big ass uh, studio. I was just imagining Charlie Palmer watching Jennifer Aniston movies from the early 2000s in order to hide from the Wehrmacht. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one thing for it, Sarge. <laughs> no. We're going to have to watch Jennifer Aniston movies from the early 2000s. I'm so sorry, Sarge. We have to, we Fine, have to watch. As long as we start with Office we Space. We have to watch The Breakup. If we turn the volume up enough, they won't come within a mile. <laughs> <laughs> the Wehrmacht would come in like, oh, it must be <laughs> the ladies' Wehrmacht night. The terrified of Vince Vaughn. It's like fighting, it's like the equivalent of being in the sort of Siberian forest and fighting off wolves using fire. <laughs> fighting off Nazis using early 2000s. Using Jennifer early Nazis, Jennifer Aniston films. That's and in and, uh, each one, she's so Despite clumsy. Despite the Nazis having, having stomach for some really horrible stuff, they didn't have the stomach for early Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> they didn't, no. Okay.
They couldn't. They considered that too much. <laughs> so just to confirm, we're thinking the mindset retreat. Uh, Milo, you're thinking it's um, it's like a sort of a, a cult thing that it induces you to sort of spend more money to learn some kind of secret, or. I think it's, it's I think it's a yeah. it's a, an experience an immersive experience that's so traumatic that you never want to engage with the world again. Well, you you may both be kind of right. Ah, it's like watching an early 2000s Jennifer Aniston movie. <laughs> is that just what it is? The Mindset Retreat is an early 2000s Jennifer Aniston movie. It does actually sound like the title of an early 2000s Jennifer Aniston movie. Oh yeah, with like young Bradley Cooper as the as the male coach. Yeah. yeah, or like Jason yeah. Bateman. And, and the trailer has Umbop by Hanson on it. Yeah. Walking on sunshine. Okay. The premise of this three-day experience, I'm now reading the copy of the Mindset Retreats webpage, is rooted in the understanding that your results, meaning not your GCSEs, but your income level, the level of success you're experiencing, your relationships, and your level of meaning... I thought you meant like STD test results. (laughs) ...aren't actually a result of how hard you work or what you do. What? What is it? No, I mean, I... Wait, is this a, is this a communist product? <laughs> Odd. Is this, is this Trash Future's first communist product? <laughs> For only $1,600, you can get your very own communist... <laughs> you can get your very own hammer and sickle with yeah. which to institute a proletarian revolution. Yeah, that's all you need. The hammer and sickle would actually be very poor tools for effecting a revolution. Well, it's actually... Like, when you consider the military hardware at, at, at the hands of most you know, nation states, I feel like a load of people armed with hammers and sickles wouldn't really worry them too much. Do you much. think people don't have very many revolutions anymore just because no one has a sickle? Like, who has a sickle? <laughs> Who's got a sickle anymore? Oh, I'll just get my, get my sickle out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh lads, are we doing a revolution? I left sickle. my sickle oh, at home. Damn it. Um, okay. Yeah. In- Bloody night. Instead, um, uh, your results are directly correlated to your, quote, inner game or mindset. Inner game. A wow. composite of your psychology of success, your beliefs, your fears, <laughs> your self-image, your behaviors, your habits and actions. Mm, okay, habits and actions. That kind of sounds like what you do. <laughs> yeah, and possibly how <laughs> yeah. hard you work. Yeah, as well as how big you're willing yes. to play, which again sounds... Sounds a bit like what you do, yeah. yeah. That's what really creates mm. the results, comma, or lack thereof. Oh, Ooh. that's some good English. She yeah. did, she did a great English. My, I think my inner game is that one where you like you inflate blowfish. You know that one. <laughs> your inner game where is it's a like You have to try and fill the screen with blowfish. It sounds to me like you're describing a dream. <laughs> I think my. It's either that or it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. I really <laughs> like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I think my 3. inner game is. Um, Trying to w- being on the tube and trying to work out uh, which stop someone's going to get off at just by what I think they're like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, just like, oh yeah, of course you're getting out at Covent Garden. Of course you are. Uh, there's no way you're from here. You're you're holding a camera and you're wearing high white socks, but not in a cool hackney way. Yeah. In like a, sort of an American way. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I really want to play that in the Moscow Metro, but it'd be so much more harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because you have to wonder where the it's wild like, oh, dogs are going to get off. A man with facial warts and torn supermarket bags. He looks like an El Tufovo kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. You're getting off at that stop that's really near the gun store. <laughs> I imagine Moscow is just called gun store. Gun store. Gun store. Gun store, So. The, the, the maga- <laughs> magazine Arruge. So guys, uh. to shift your inner game and mindset, you go through a beautiful process over a period of three days, the mindset retreat. That's quick for a beautiful process. <laughs> it's a quick, beautiful process. Are they describing a mega one? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, sort of, that has you experience a profound shift in how you approach <laughs> everything in life. Yeah. It allows you to get out of your own way, which again sounds like something you do, and dramatically increase your results. Which is a I'm pretty It also sounds like something that's impossible. Like how mal coordinated do you have to be to be in your own way? <laughs> Is this like what is this for people with cerebral palsy? Like what I don't understand. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I, it's 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 for people with extreme dyspraxia. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna feel bad if you scroll down now and it is. Oh my god, I was I felt fortunate. I, I do actually do swim prep. No, I'll actually I'll actually feel better. <laughs> <laughs> because then at least there's like a point to Yeah. It. Right, so you know, the, the, clear, the, the mindset retreat, it happens in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's actually happening uh, November 13th to 15th, 2017, so we can still go there. Are you guys free? <laughs> Shall we go to the mindset retreat? Shall we get more mindset? Yeah, yeah, let, let's go. So what is, have you got any details about what you do? Well, I was thinking, I've, been, I've been doing a little bit of research about this. Charlie, it's not about what you do. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's not about what you do. That's actually how they justify the fact that you just turn up and nothing happens. Okay, well... Apparently, you Apart what you do is you watch the breakup with Jennifer Aniston and Vince. You Ford. discover the exact steps you need to use to break through the internal barriers currently stopping you from multiplying your income. But what those steps are is completely unclear. Okay, um, what, what do you think your steps are, Riley, mm. that are stopping you maximizing mm. your income? I think I need to inherit about a hundred million dollars, <laughs> and then I could multiply. My that's really that's a limiting factor for me. Basically, yeah. Everything we have on this podcast where it says like, oh, yeah, the trick to earning money is X. That trick always involves having a huge amount of money to begin with. <laughs> You're referencing an episode, Milo, that hasn't come out yet. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I? we haven't released Boss Baby Ooh, Brain Genius yet. Or Future fucking with the space-time continuum <laughs> since 2017. <laughs> I think you'll find since 2023. Oh, very good. So what I did was I, 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 mm. I researched a little bit of some personal reports of people who've gone to the mindset retreat. Good. Where you're supposed to learn how to become like a, like some kind of like business brain superpower. Yeah. Um, and someone wrote, um, some, they did a balanced review of what made the event worthwhile and not worthwhile. Mm. Um, so the first event thing that made it worthwhile was that Fabienne Fredrickson, the person who puts this on. Good name. And who owns Boldheart mm. fucking, I don't know, Ventures or whatever, um, talks about the law of attraction. When you ask, it is given 100% of the time. What? Most people ask for results and expect the result to show up. We get confused because we wait for the result to show up. The opportunity for you to get the thing is what shows up. Opportunities don't come from a person, but through them. I think there's a secret language that they use. <laughs> Is opportunity bad curry? Opportunities <laughs> don't come from a person, but through them. Sounds like like the motto of one of those clinics that like will give you a kidney that they've stolen from someone that they were hypnolled on the street. <laughs> That's an opportunity coming through someone for sure. Um, one of the things that you do that you you pay for, and we're gonna guess how much it costs once I've read oh, this list. Oh yeah. Um, is one of the things you do is you just write down 50 ways to make money and then submit it to the event coordinator. And uh, there will be a prize on offer for <laughs> any... This is just a research thing. There's a prize on offer for any Trash Future listener um, who sends us the best uh, way to make money uh, by next episode. The prize, by the way, is, is a photo of me <laughs> in a cowboy hat. <laughs> 
That is uh, that is at, at Trash Future Pod on uh, on Twitter or at Trash Future Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, don't all yeah. do it at once because we don't <laughs> want to break the internet with this. No, one. of course we don't want to uh, send us your reckons. Mm. Um, so I think the more important thing here, basically, all the aspects that that this person liked were it was an opportunity for me to like, you know, uh, trick myself into thinking that you know I'm the only person standing in the way of my success. Um, and and, and mm. thinking about like you know like like fake quasi scientific shit. Here's something that's much 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 more funny. Uh, six aspects I didn't like. Number one, I'm going to read the whole thing, and you have to let me get through the whole thing. All right. All right. Many of the phrases, pictures, and segments throughout Fabienne's presentation are highly manipulative and lead you toward a decision to join her client attraction business school, CABS. <laughs> In fact, the whole mindset retreat is actually just a sell for CABS. The slides are all subliminal advertising. <laughs> Not that subliminal, evidently. <laughs> no, I think that's quite superliminal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, wait, no, I'm confused now. Uh-huh. What What just happened? Wait, what? <laughs> so, did it... Wait, is this... Is this from their website? No, this like is the actual mindfulness retreat no, this is, I, I did some research into someone's testimonial yeah. as to what this thing is actually like. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is just like someone's I, so blog. I thought, I thought that they were admitting it was a con on their own website. <laughs> like they thought that, like, moment they of thought honesty. That pe- the people who would go to this are so fucking dumb. <laughs> but they're basically using the Trump logic of, like, I can be as racist as I want and they'll still vote for me because they're voting me because they were racist in the first place. Like, it's possible. Um, All right. But just applying also, that to I'd like to, ad- I'd like to also reveal that the, um, the cost of CABS, Client Attraction Business School, not, yeah. I think probably not an accredited university. I, I don't want to say for sure, but probably not, is $8,000 a year. <laughs> okay. So she's trying to get you to pay $8,000 basically to, you know, think oh, about 8, mindset. Okay, so that slightly implies... That the mindset retreat costs less than that. It does. It costs. It's yeah. a three-day event that costs less than that. Okay. But essentially, whatever it is that you're paying, you're paying to sit through three days of a relentless manipulative commercial to attend an $8,000 business school about how you can be an emotional brain genius at attracting clients. Maybe the conclusion of this is that actually the thing that's standing between me and making a huge amount of money is setting up a slightly scammy business school. <laughs> that's... Everybody goes. Those are those are my, those are my favorite kinds. Yeah, of, they're just uh, the best. Brain, brain universities. What? You mean the emotional? You mean kind. like the uh, Oxford Said Business School? Uh. Oh, the takes. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just the said business school. <laughs> the, the business school that reports <laughs> things that have already been stated. Uh, yeah, no, I I just thought it was like these so these so called business. I thought school. it yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just a business school that had already been mentioned in the conversation. So it was said business school. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, uh, there's some more things about this. Yeah, looking um, forward to that. The thirty to th- sixty minutes we spent on the first day fundraising um, to drive support to a village in Africa was inappropriate. What? Now, this is not for the reason you think. All of the retreat participants in total um, pledged uh, $115,000, and then Fabienne, apparently, then claimed that she donated all the money herself. <laughs> so wow. you, get, like, you get, like, scammed not only out of money, but you get scammed out of even, like, the feeling of altruism from donating money. That's exceptional. Um, so this is like, that also implies that the people there are like 
already people who have quite a lot of money. And this is where it gets hilarious. Yeah. Ah, I like it when it gets hilarious. <laughs> Please tell me more. There's a Facebook group on the thing where every where they all have to stay in this hotel in Fort Lauderdale. Every single person at the conference is like trying to like cram four people into a hotel bed because none of them can afford um, to guess get a hotel room for the whole time because like a lot of them have like gone into debt to go do this. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's really bleak. Um, Oh, guys. Reading from this, one person, on, guys. one person told me that she didn't have enough open credit on her card to pay for the hotel. She felt hassled because the hotel staff demanded a security pot deposit of $300. Um, not to be unkind, but I wondered why she was attending this event if she was maxed out on credit. Maybe because pe- like companies like the Bold Heart fucking girlfriend experience uh, <laughs> prey on people who are desperate at their wits end by telling them that actually their problems just can be solved with a simple mindset switch. Yeah. And the actually, to be fair, like the the fucking girlfriend experience is the best kind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lads, am I right? <laughs> lads, sex uh, uh, poor, vagina. Poor. Am I at right? the beginning uh, of every single uh, event, was a t- attempt to upsell everyone to the VIP experience. Oh, what's in the VIP experience? Um, early entrance. <laughs> early oh, entrance, like to the meeting room, so you could go in at like eight instead of half eight. What, and it still doesn't start till half eight? You Correct. can start doing nothing before other people. <laughs> you, it's, it's, you, you, can, it's, you go in early, and then Fabienne says, hey, this isn't for the rest of the mugs, but um, have you guys ever heard of a reverse mortgage? Oh, my God. And finally, just, this is just like the Emoji movie, actually. This is just like the Emoji movie. Is it? If I never hear Katy Perry's song Roar again, it will be too soon. Because they use saccharine bubblegum pop to disguise how dark everything is. Ooh. <laughs> I mean I mean it was it was bad. It was played so loudly that it could be hear that it could be heard throughout the hotel. And we had to hear this song in its entirety, blast at the beginning of each session four times a day so that Fabienne and the people who signed up for her business school could sing and dance to it. It was also played in its entirety during every break. I'm now just picturing a, like a big classroom full of like people weeping and writing out on, on every line of a piece of A4 paper, I will have the eye of the tiger. I will have the eye of the tiger. <laughs> Well, it's <laughs> rising up. It's like back it's, on it's, the streets. What if, what if their whole manifesto was just the lyrics from "Eye of the Eye of the Tiger" and no one noticed? <laughs> well, um, they're clearly like no one really knows all of the lyrics to that song. Their, their methods for selling is like they, they have taken a page from like hostage negotiators book, <laughs> where they are just blasting music <laughs> into yeah. the kidnappers. It's psychological torture. No, it's, it's really it's, impressive. It's like they're laying. It's like they're like laying siege to an embassy and trying to like and trying to just. Just manipulate everyone to the point where, like, at the th- end of the three days, you stagger out because you're so drunk on mindset, which I still don't know what it means. Um, having spent like sixteen thousand dollars, but like with no eardrums and an empty ball sack. I spent. I stayed in a um, with an empty, an empty ball, ball sack. sack. What yeah. ball sack? Well, it's a it's a mega wank, as uh, as you so eloquently put it, Milo. Remember, um, but so oh, right. I, I thought it was a bit. I thought it was like a weird football coaching metaphor. Oh, I see. Well, no, it's no, it's it's bless you for for your naivety, Milo. But it's scrotal. It was it was a scrotal <laughs> joke. Well, I mean, it, it could have been it could have been a football coach who had so aggressively wanked over the children he was coaching. Yeah, that, uh... yeah, that's not what you want. I so I stayed um, 
a couple of years ago. I, I, <laughs> the Charlie Palmer verdict. Um, yeah, I, 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 I stayed... <laughs> when, when looking for a football Hey, coach. let me do my staying in a hotel in Istanbul story. <laughs> Um, I stayed in a hotel oh. in Istanbul, and no, it's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. I and they played. I was there for two and a half days, and uh, the reception area just played "Happy" by Pharrell on repeat all the time. Oh, no. And I felt like I was in the like dystopia from the start of the Lego Movie. Ugh. It was actually no, because that looked kind of fun. Like if I want to be in any dystopia, it's the dystopia <laughs> it's fun, from the Lego Movie. It's a dystopia where at least everyone follows the rules. It's my favorite dystopia. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not a boring dystopia No um, Because there's always Lego So yes. I've got a couple of um, I've got a couple of uh, Sort of key points From a couple of the days of the mindset retreat That I want to hop into All right. So day one is called dream bigger <laughs> uh, And one of the things that they say is One of the things you will learn is How to see the opportunities for growth That are right under your nose what, my nose hair? You <laughs> <laughs> grow. It is an opportunity for growth. <laughs> um, oh, and here's another one. The one thing you'll need to eliminate for your life so you accomplish more. <laughs> right. Probably so scammy what? business schools, right? Scammy business schools, yeah. <laughs> um, how to afford anything in your life, and then in parentheses, today. What? <laughs> today? <laughs> today, right now. That just what that's that sounds like a very ambitious time frame. Yeah. But it's gotta be already in your life. They've kind of set the goalposts here. I want to buy a yacht made of diamonds. Oh, here's another one. Oh god, these are all incredible. Is it just robbery? Is that the answer? <laughs> it's an like Ocean's, really, Ocean's Eleven Academy. Really large scale robbery. Um, here's another I would have so much respect for this if it was if just, it was robbery. just <laughs> robbery. Uh, the formula. There's like there's like a safe cracking course <laughs> as part of it. There's like with like a guy in a turtleneck going like, "All right, lads, this is how and you do it." And then there's a day Remember, where you do. It's the not like... about what you do. It's about what you think in the inside, but also being out of crack a safe. <laughs> and now, then there's listen here, you slags. And then the next day you do like the faceless men assassin training from Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> where you kill people and like take off their face. Oh, it's a Game of Thrones reference. I did explain it, to be fair. You you, you can also learn two things. How to command abundance into your life and the formula for instantly manifesting what you want. Instantly manifesting what you want. What, like making a list of its contents? Uh, You make a a list that you want and then apparently you can magic it into existence. Right. (laughs) Then it's a formula. For instantly, instantly manifesting it's a formula, so when it's a, which means so it works. I think manifesting is quite vague because yeah. I think instantly manifesting what you want might just be um, uh, buying some hallucinogenics. <laughs> that's true. You could maybe just... that's what they mean. <laughs> that's why they listen to that Katy Perry song the whole time. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you take a lot of acid, I think everything, everything, you know, becomes. You, you see things more in perspective, really. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, like wanting to grow your business seems less important to you than the fact that your your hands are now alive. <laughs> um, you know. Um, oh, here's here's another here's uh, Milo. This is something that we'll be familiar with from having recording an episode that we haven't released yet. Um, Boss baby brain genius. Bit of upselling from us there. Um, yeah, that we're manifesting what we want, guys. Mm, we are. Yeah. Um, why misfortunes in your life are actually very good. <laughs> what? <laughs> actually, actually, misfortune, failure actually is success. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. I, 
I also just realized that ironically, Trash Future is now becoming a relentless uh, brainwashing advertisement for other episodes of Trash Future. <laughs> it's actually very clever. Mm, it's very subliminal. But Trash Future doesn't cost $8,000 a year. You too can afford Trash Future. <laughs> you can. And for only £999 for a three-day experience, you can come on the Trash Future Retreat, <laughs> where we will train you how to do great hot takes on boring tech news. <laughs> the tra- mm, delicious, delicious takes. Mm. Tra- I mean, Selling like hot, hot takes. Don't you fucking dare. Selling like hot takes. I'm going to say it again. Selling <laughs> like hot takes. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think the 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 trash future retreat would be uh, <laughs> mainly just you get strapped down and forced to watch the emoji movie until your brain breaks. Yeah, that's very similar to the Katy Perry approach, really, isn't it? <laughs> really, this whole this whole thing could be replaced with the emoji movie. Yeah. So I think if we we have an idea more or less of what the mindset retreat quote colon a bold heart experience. Uh, is now. What do you think? Uh, what do you think it costs? It's just for the retreat, not the hotel, not nothing. Fine. Okay. Three days. Doesn't even include the hotel. No. no. You have to pay for the hotel yourself. For That's why sake. everyone's sharing it because the only people who are desperate enough to do this can't afford it. So I think. Oh God. I think that it costs. Uh, U.S. dollars. Yeah, U.S. dollars. I think it costs sixteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go higher to make it interesting. I'm going to say it costs uh, 2000 Oh, wow. I, I, I didn't understand this would be such, actually such a bargain. Um, it actually costs... Oh, is it less than that? Yeah, it's uh, $800 for, um, oh. for three days. It's, you, we can't afford... That's a steal. Guys, we can't afford not to. That's an <laughs> absolute steal. I mean, I want to I wanna learn how to, uh, how to do, do stuff by doing nothing. Yeah. I want to learn robbery. <laughs> well, one of their things is how to get past resistance. That literally could just be safe cracking. That's just the explosive session. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's the murdering the security guards. Pretty what much. What, what if the mindset retreat is actually just an extremely good value robbery conference? That would be, oh, you could advertise that so easily, couldn't you? I would love to. Robbery confidence, $800. It's a steal. <laughs> we are definitely not cops. <laughs> oh, yes. Have you, do you guys remember the not a cop Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, anybody up for some great uh, cannabis this weekend <laughs> in the uh, Fort Lauderdale area? <laughs> One, um, here's, here's this weird thing. People talk about this like shit so in such a weird religious sense. There's this unusual Protestant idea of salvation that seems to sort of just give rise to this kind of bullshit. Mm. Um, and there's one guy called Doug Hecker who definitely has like a used boat. Doug, if you're listening and you want to do a guest <laughs> slot on the show, please come on. Let Doug us Hecker. know. Do please let us know. Um, he says, since the mindset retreat, I launched a new website developed a new free offer for prospects, started a new mastermind group program for my clients, and have written my own book. We didn't read, read anyone else's book. It's better than writing someone else's book. <laughs> I didn't just copy out Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's, that's the thing. It doesn't say anything about, like, has it been good? No, it's launched a website. We launched a website. We launched a Facebook page. We developed a new free offer. This podcast is not, is not yet costing anyone any money. We haven't started a new mastermind group program for our clients. We could start a new mastermind group program for our clients. We should do a book. We should do a book as well in time for, like, Christmas. Yeah? You want to do a Christmas book? I think we should do a Christmas book. They're like <laughs> the Trash Future 2017 annual. Holiday Buyer's Guide. 
I think that would be great. And it, the whole thing would just say on every page uh, in giant letters, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. It's not going to say that. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Milo, I think we'd better write the book. Magimix. If Riley wrote the book, it would be, you know, a bit, a bit heavy on communism. Oh, I've I've just had a. We could do some great communist advertising. There is no ethical consumption under capitalism, except <laughs> Activia. Except the mindset retreat, <laughs> <laughs> which is weirdly fine. Um, you know, <laughs> bizarrely, yeah. Oddly enough, no one's getting. No one is getting taken advantage of. Yeah, honestly, it's everyone here. Like, I'm. I'm pretty sure they do just pay for it by taking out a reverse mortgage, <laughs> and and then go to the mindset retreat. And learn how to like, learn how to like, how to strengthen your foot so that when you're trying to sell, you know, door to door volcano insurance, no one can actually break your foot by slamming the door on it. I genuinely now want to do the mindset retreat. Well, and can and we get well a Kickstarter going so I can go do it? <laughs> Send Charlie Palmer to the mindset retreat. <laughs> yeah, help him fulfill his dream. You could learn so much mindset. Yeah, and so much retreat. <laughs> I think I'm already quite good at retreat, actually. Now, we don't have tons of time, uh, mm. so we're going to take the world's speediest break and then come back with um, a little bit of the news. BRB. No. I mean, it's, this is coming from someone who subsisted on an all gabagool diet for the last two weeks. Oh my god, guys! Uh-huh. I've eaten so much gabagool this August. This is my—I think this is my highest lifetime August gabagool consumption of any August. <laughs> yeah, I, I already had actually pretty high gabagool consumption. Pretty high, lots of gabagool. Yeah, you love gabagool. I, I spent two weeks in Italy and I had gabagool. I think every day. <laughs> I fucking envy you so much. Oh, my days, it was good. <laughs> so, speaking of things that are good, why don't we hear about something that's the opposite of good? Yeah, yeah, we yes. are, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, just turned, <laughs> I've just started recording. Oh, no. You should really say when we start recording. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. So that you know, uh, yeah. It, would, it would be helpful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You you shitheads. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to put that in the episode anyway. That the bit, whole thing's which going. Just in. won't hear you. It's all it's all going in. In fact, I'm just going to do an impersonation of you and fill in the gaps. <laughs> Something slightly yeah, I mean, problematically racist. What is that? Why is only like a 1930s speakeasy guy? Well, we're going to get to the bottom of this problem. See, you sound like a 1950s advert. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to say something else from the 50s, which is noted non-millennial, um, whoever's the head of the Adam Smith Institute, a, um, a wonderful think tank in Britain that's definitely not a, like, you know, nest of reactionary shitheads, um, has released something that they've called a millennial manifesto. Alliterative. 12 ideas to help, um, oh, Dr. Madsen Peary. Dr. Madsen Peary, uh, almost an octogenarian, has released a millennial manifesto. 
Uh, but guys, it doesn't show. He's really hip with the language. It's yeah. it's it's great. Twelve ideas to help government win over young voters. Okay, uh, there's it's an implied us manifest what we want. There's <laughs> it's it's really just send us to the mindset retreat That's it, so yeah. we can manifest what we all want. twelve ideas of that. <laughs> so yeah. the problem with being a millennial is I just often don't know what I want. Yeah. No, I, I that is true, but I don't think it's to do with me being a millennial. I think it's to me to do, to do with me being an idiot. <laughs> So, guys, did you know, and I'm quoting from the Millennial Manifesto here, that some opinion polls have suggested that dissatisfaction among young voters uh, was one of the reasons why the government lost ground in the 2017 general election instead of improving their position, as they had been widely predicted to do. Fuck me, that's a hot. <laughs> that is a... That is a warmed through take. <laughs> so the ad, but don't worry, guys. The Adam Smith Institute is here to make the Tory party hip again. Putting the white in white night. <laughs> the Tory party was never hip. <laughs> no, like John Major didn't like come into like the House of Commons like on a skateboard handling a gogurt. No, although John Major's glasses Vaping. would now Vaping. be quite hip. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Mm. And also, John Major is a big Remain guy. I reckon John Major could get could get a bit of a millennial following. Yeah, I'd like to see John Major in more Adidas and those glasses, and <laughs> I'd get on board with that. <laughs> I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd vote for anything to be cut. Yeah. I reckon John Major likes Stormzy. I think John Major might be the person in the universe who least likes Stormzy. I don't think there's anyone in the world. Do you think? Yeah. No. I think there's like maybe two or three people, like maybe, you know, my grandparents. Mm. Oh, but what if, what if Stormzy is one of those people? That'd be sad. That would be Some sad. Some of Stormzy's personal enemies. Yeah. What if Stormzy needs to learn Some how to get out of his own way? Various people that Stormzy is told to shut up. Um, <laughs> a, another Kickstarter we'll be launching is to uh, send Stormzy to the mindset retreat. <laughs> okay. God, can you imagine? So the, um, the, the Adam Smith um, Institute report says, you know, many young people on low incomes are taxed at every turn, mm. which is a real problem. And you'll see they grasp at some serious straws um, to try and sort of show how young people. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant that young people grasp at some serious uh. straws, which is, I think, true. Yeah, we love. I mean, I I love straws. I mm, can't get yeah, over them. Just, oh, yeah, just, <laughs> just but only serious ones. Grab those I don't straws. Grasp any, like frivolous straws. <laughs> So, oh yeah, are they like ones with a, ones with like a loop in them? Ones ones paired with like a cocaine spoon. Yeah, <laughs> or like the straws that you used to be able to get that were like the cups that um, the Teletubbies used to eat tubby custard out of. That is so nightmarishly specific. <laughs> They're okay. such or good just, straws. Or just silly straws. Like I can imagine, like sort of like the growing infertilization of adults. Like soon people will be doing coke through silly straws. <laughs> Imagine what a different film The Wolf of Wall Street would have been if they'd have kept literally everything the same apart from every time they did cocaine, they did it out of a <laughs> it would take It would take a, brave, a braver man than I to suggest that that would have made the film worse. Uh, this, this, th we, have, we have to dive into this paper because All right, it's, it's it. quite something. Cool. Because at turns, it reads like it was read by a reactionary shithead and a reactionary shithead alien who has had like humans explain to him through like a <laughs> like a like a recopied videotape of like the facts of life. I had um uh I read a brilliant description of Michael Gove the other day, which is Michael Gove looks like what an alien would draw if you described a human face to them. 
Oh, this is what they would. This is what an old person would write if you described a millennial to them. Okay. Here's 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 their their take on millennials. All right. Most of them. What if you described millennials to Michael Gove? Yeah, I think that's like this is probably what would happen. To be honest, some sort of singularity okay, there, yeah. isn't there? That's most of them, meaning us, yeah, uh, want to socialize with friends, both in person and on social media, to enjoy music and travel, perhaps to work abroad for a spell. Some want to engage with friends in recreational pursuits, such as sporting activities. Many enjoy attending concerts. Sounds like they're describing human beings. (laughs) Or simply hanging out with their peers over a few drinks. Do middle-aged people not like those things? (laughs) I think at that point they just like house prices. Do do the Tory party just find it difficult to engage with, like, anyone with basic human emotions and desires? Is that that the the, the real take? Yeah, it's basically made it sound like... Oh, guys, we need to take into account the views and concerns of those people who like getting out the house. Because <laughs> we haven't really considered them before, and I really think they form a decent part of the electorate. <laughs> like so, some humans. The party previously just been going after like the Amish vote. <laughs> <laughs> very niche, very niche. They've they've really sewn up that vote. The problem due to gerrymandering, that's enough to win. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that's. That's where we're at right at this point. And I'm going to gloss over a few of the 12 points because some of them are actually like like um, the idea that we need to fund mental health care uh, more. Yeah, that's reasonably specific. Yeah, the idea that like the green belt actually is causing a constraint on housing that's artificially inflating house prices. That's actually an extremely good take. Here is where the takes begin to get worse. <laughs> oh, we like these bits. Um, three, helping generation rent. Young people who choose to rent accommodation rather than those of us who, would, <laughs> you know, choose to buy accommodation. Yeah. Like, ah, I have this 700,000 pounds. I wonder how I'm going to spend it. Shall I rent or shall I buy? And I'm going to sit down and choose one of them. And then buy 600,000 avocados. <laughs> to be honest. If oh, and, and, uh, and don't forget, like, fucking uh, almond lattes and shit yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Man cannot live by avocado alone. <laughs> yeah, although actually, if somebody was like, hey, want to buy 600,000 avocados, I'd at least go have a look at the warehouse. <laughs> like, are you serious? You'd, ha- you'd have a look. It would be you? very interesting, wouldn't it, to see, like, uh, who, what kind of man... <laughs> Would would be offering you this kind of business opportunity. You'd want the backstory, wouldn't you? Well, he probably learned about it through going to the mindset retreat, noting the opportunities that were right under his nose. Yeah. So, okay, helping generation rent. So young people who choose to rent accommodation based on the other options open to us. Um, yeah. What do you think? What do you think the Adam Smith Institute uh, says is the answer? Uh, would it be something reasonable like rent controls? It- I is it doing fat bong hits? <laughs> <laughs> young, young people love paying rent and doing bongs. Is it encouraging them to buy fewer avocados? <laughs> it's almost as bad as that. Um, it says rent controls are not the answer. Indeed, they are the opposite of the answer. Young people hate rent controls. <laughs> so I'm still conflicted about what the actual result They're of the ro- rent controls of would the be. Answer. I, how can it, how can anything be the opposite of the answer? Like what? what? <laughs> is the is the answer? What, what's rent controls backwards? <laughs> Slornock Tner. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. We solved the housing crisis. Housing Slornock. crisis, guys. Slornock Tur. Yeah. 
So I've been, I'm, I'm impressing myself how, how well I've been keeping up with the podcast for the last 10 minutes because I've had to, like, I'm engaged in something really, really annoying, which I think you might enjoy, uh, which is that I have to, for this thing that I'm doing, I have to get accreditation because I'm, do- I'm going to be doing a gig which Vladimir Putin might come to. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> what? Um, what? Uh, which, <laughs> yes, which requires me to get, like, this security clearance shit. And they're like, you need to send... Uh, you need to send a photo of you on a white background. And I sent them of one of me on like a beige background that I had on my computer because I don't have time to fucking take a picture of myself because um, how am I going to do that? Um, anyway, then um, he like he's, he says like, no, it has to be on a white background like this and then sends me a picture of himself on a white, on a fucking beige background as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And so now I've just I've literally just taken the photo I sent him and photoshopped the background so that it's white and sent it back to him. I'm going to see if he notices. <laughs> <laughs> Should we um, um do you think do you think your do you think your flat's getting bugged? I mean, uh, possibly. Although the FSB probably don't currently know where I live. Mm, I, um, there's only one. Now. I, I there's only no, one. Way. I currently have no fixed address. There's only one way to find so, out. Milo, know, can ha. you say? Can you just say for us, uh, as loudly as you like, um, Putin's shit. <laughs> <laughs> then if you disappear, we'll know. We will know. We'll all well, know. We'll all have learned something if you disappear. I'm not I'm not taking that level of risk. No, that's um guys. So uh, That's like genuinely uh, almost a legitimate worry. I mean I mean personally I think uh that Putin is a very a very good man. Very handsome. Um rides a good very horse. Very good president. Crucial. Yeah, very handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Looks good on a horse. Looks yeah, minimal. Great um, shot with the crossbow. You know minimal moves. Yeah. <laughs> minimal moves. Yeah, but back, back to the um, back to the back to the. Sounds like a DJ. Back to the back to the rap. That was the new single from Minimal Moves. <laughs> Next, more from more from <laughs> Katy Perry. This more is from, raw. So okay, yeah. well, let's talk Millennial Manifesto for a sec. Um, uh, what do you think the Adam yeah. Smith? If, if the Adam Smith Institute, instead of let's let's you know cause the government to like lower rents, which in London tend to take up like more than half of someone's income, yeah, um, generally. Mm. So I I'm not sure how I feel about rent controls because I think there could be unintended side effects that are really not good at all. But I think young people hate side and hate rent controls. Is how do they research that? I mean, I, I that There's was no way they've. I editorialized that in. Oh no! <laughs> I editorialized okay. that in that young people hate rent controls. Oh, I thought it said it. I mean, it, Riley, stop editorializing and like getting our hopes up. <laughs> uh, well, it's, they're basically saying like it's their worry is that if there are, it's, that's the thing. It's the Adam Smith Institute always. Whenever they say, "Oh, well, this law won't work," it's always because they assume that like the other law that would have to be passed to make it work wouldn't happen. So they're saying, yeah, rent controls are terrible because uh-huh. they may ac- ac- like force like landlords to skimp on like making apartments basically livable because it wouldn't be economical. But then, if mm. you just required flats to be basically livable, <laughs> then all it would do is reduce the amount of profit that landlords get out of struggling young people. Which the as not something the Adam Smith Institute is really willing to consider. Yeah, but also it discourages new house no, building. Young people et cetera, et hate basically yes. livable apartments, Riley. Um, but the other headline policy proposal that the Adam Smith Institute has to um, to really win over young voters is you know you know whenever you you fly to Ibiza with the lads, um, and yeah, you, and you have the to lads. pay. Yeah, yeah, we all know that. Yeah, 
You know, and you know how to, to have some sex with women. Yes, we're all with the with the birds. We've all, we've all, all heard of that. All birds. While listening to you know that extra thirteen pounds to minimalized computer music. You know the extra thirteen pounds you have to pay for the air passenger duty. Yeah, yeah. You know that. You know that, right? Mm. As a millennial, you know and hate that. You hate paying an extra thirteen pounds for air passenger duty. I actually genuinely. Oh, I hate it. I hate it almost as much as living in a place that's basically livable. Yeah, like, I, I feel like we're about to trivialize air passenger duty, <laughs> and it genuinely annoys me. <laughs> um, I, I want to hear what Madsen Piri has to say about air passenger duty. Um, Madsen Piri. <laughs> What a name. The cost of air transport has been coming down over the years in terms of the number of working hours it takes to buy a ticket, unless, of course, your wages are incredibly stagnant or you're hit by the public sector pay cap. I mean, that's definitely just true. I mean, it's... But the APD has made it more costly and more difficult for young people on low incomes by 16 pounds. The government should raise the age limit to 30, not charging it for passengers under that age. Ooh. Spicy take. <laughs> what, what, a, what a revolutionary policy from the Adam Smith Institute. That's I'm quite, inspired. That's quite interestingly specific in something that's full of like ludicrously broad brushes. <laughs> Do you think Mad, like, yeah. Madsen Perry's paying for Madsen Perry's kids to go on holidays? Madsen Perry Jr. <laughs> for, yeah, his son Perry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack and Madsen, Madsen Mad Perry is a really. <laughs> I was just making a joke about something really called ba- Piri Is a really Piri, like, but... transparent cover for Michael O'Leary, CEO of Ryan. <laughs> there is another, there's another sort of more, um, sort of again, reactionary bullshit, like uh, how, um, you know, we shouldn't just make university in the UK free like it always used to be. Uh, instead, we should just restructure how student loans, you know, are provided. Or there are others where it says, hey, maybe everyone wants two-year university courses, and so on and so on. But essentially, the entire, the entire thing is leading up to this. Point number nine, recreational drugs. Strap yourself in, boys. This is about to get alien. Oh. Many young people oh. take recreational drugs, said a 77-year-old. Yeah. Occasionally, some of them smoke a cannabis spliff with friends. They call it that as well. That's the thing. <laughs> Have you guys found that actually young people all call it? And old people don't, but young people all call it a cannabis spliff. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I love to smoke yeah. a cannabis Occasionally, occasionally some of them smoke a cannabis spliff before I pay them for sexual services <laughs> in Southeast Asia. I've just noticed. It's, it's <laughs> something I've observed. Maybe that's how he's done all his research for this. <laughs> you, think he, you think he's just gone to, like, teen prostitutes? Maybe his go-to teen prostitute really hates air passenger duty. <laughs> But loves a cannabis spliff because she's a robot. We have no evidence that Madsen Perry employs teen prostitutes. <laughs> Many of them pop an ecstasy tablet to help enjoy late night dancing at a club. Some of them try amphetamines or snort a line of cocaine. Consumption of these drugs is currently against the law. Such a such specific like so like it's not some of them try amphetamines or cocaine. Somebody's like, no, you need to be clearer. <laughs> you, you have to understand they're not doing key bumps here. But what do they do with the cocaine? How are they do they ingesting eat the it? No, Madsen. Like, it's as though someone was reading this and going, but, but Madsen Piri, what is the current legal status of these drugs? <laughs> I'm so confused. Are the police totally chill with it? <laughs> like, this is, this, uh, Madsen Piri is clearly not a cop. <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, I, what I love here, though, is that 
Madsen, Madsen Perry's uh, like policy on drugs is the same as uh, <laughs> an, an, another show favorite, uh, Mr. Shana Paul. Oh, Shana Paul. Whose policy, I believe, is uh, legalize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been very clear about that. <laughs> he's very clear. Mr. Paul. Does Sean Paul work for the Adam Smith Institute? <laughs> it's, but, like, literally, his only take is legalize it, so they have to be quite care with what they, careful with what, what they are. What it is, is that Sean Paul works right. for the Adam Smith Institute, but they, like Charles Dickens, were paid by the word. Yeah. And so needed to, they needed to beef it out. Yeah, exactly. Sean Paul, what. Do how can we make. How can we make spliff into two words. Get a split. Shauna Paul, what, what, um, what, what's your opinion on murder? Don't ask him, Jeff. <laughs> no. He's only got the one opinion. <laughs> so, it's, but that's sort of you know, so eleven points that were clearly written by an alien. Yeah. Um, an alien or someone yeah. who's like read about young people in like the Financial Times. That gets delivered to the retirement home. Frankly, who's read about young people in other res- reports by the Adam Smith Institute? <laughs> <laughs> so he points. So, gosh, these real young feed- people but, I but read so much 12, about these days. Point twelve is where we get the headline. The headline policy that the Adam Smith Institute is promoting, so that the Tories can finally reclaim the young vote. Huge. Any guess as to what the finally. headline policy is? Because the blood of the young is better for our systems. Any guess as to what the headline policy the Adam Smith Institute is recommending for the Tories to reclaim the youth vote? Um, Tamagotchis. Let people outside the royal family eat swans. <laughs> Tamagotchis from Milo. <laughs> Swan eating from Charlie. End, end the unfair at swan duty for the under 30. What about swan Tamagotchis? Mm. That you can eat. No, I'll, um, I'll I'll just tell you guys what it is. Is uh, it not that what young what young people like and what young people want, according to the Adam Smith Institute? Yeah. What is Bay and Fleek and and so forth? What's yeah. as cool as a cannabis spliff? And hashtag one hundred yeah. is a, a cut in the top income tax rate. Yeah, that's pretty lit. Yeah, that's that's so lit. In the in the top income tax rate. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? Who are these millennials who are earning over 150k a year? Well, it's, it, the idea is they're basically saying that if you cut the top income tax rate, more people will pay taxes, and there will be actually a higher tax take, which is true yeah. if you don't punish tax evasion. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you c- you can only punish tax evasion when it's evasion, can't you? But th- this is this is what I'm suggesting, right? Like, like they're they're basically they're basically saying that's in order to win over younger voters, you need to be much nicer to rich people as opposed to just being more firm with them because their votes count for more. Well, young, well, young people are very rich as well. That's the thing. Oh, that's true. That's true. If, I mean, if, if, I mean if, if only... Like, we're rich in um, life, life experience mm. because of all the unpaid internships we do. Yeah. Um, we, are, we are rich in um, opportunity because of all the opportunities for unpaid internships that we've got. You're rich in high white socks. I'm rich in high white socks that yeah. sort of say the name of my favorite kind of dwelling on them. What, pow? Riley, Riley pow. Quinn, he's high, he's white. Oh, they say palace he's on socks. them. Yeah, they, it's, it's his socks, so they do say palace on them. Um, I would ver- oh, so no, he must palidash? be rich. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living in a palace. He's living in a palace. Specifically a pair of palace socks. Yeah. And his palace has monogrammed socks that just say palace on them. <laughs>
Because he's not even bothered to name his palace. That's how Nuvo Rishi is. <laughs> I just need them to know it's a palace. I can't have have any any guesses. I'm gonna have to go in like ten minutes. So yeah, that's we... that's how the um the Adam Smith Institute intends to really take Britain back for the Tories. Yeah, uh, is eliminate the airport duty. Yeah, big one. Um, talk to young people in terms they understand, like cannabis, like a spliff. cannabis spliff. Yeah, like a cannabis spliff. Cannabis spliff. And then cut taxes mm. for the rich. What do, what do young people like? Uh, mm, claret. Claret, yes. Uh, free claret for well, all. A, I think it, it, by, the, by the standards of like the, the Adam Smith Institute and in the opinion of Dr. Madsen Peary, young people are people who don't yet qualify for old age pensions but are still over 50. Maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dr. Madsen Peary, I think, was born age 63, so people aged 50 seem absurdly young to him. Oh, you're 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 but you're but a baby. You've only just started claiming your state pension. <laughs> <laughs> They're positively amniotic. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I uh, I want to move on before you have to go to our podcast favorite listener. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mister Mister Stephen of Seagal. Has he been in the news recently in some way, or someone he's affiliated with? Right. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I, th- well, this is a weird edition of the Steven Seagal fact of the week in that I think in this case, Riley actually knows more about this than I do. Um, but my understanding... Right, so something... <laughs> I do so little research for this podcast. <laughs> Basically, there's this guy called Joe Arpaio, right? You might be wondering, who is that? Well, I am wondering the same thing. He's a thing. fascist um, sheriff from the United States South. Yeah, so he was like... Um, was he like a was he like a chief of no, police or something? It's an like sheriff, yeah. It's an elected position, and his whole thing was he created his whole thing was he moved from Massachusetts to Arizona like twenty years ago and got elected mm. by like reactionary dipshits down there, um, because okay. he was like this, and he had this tough not just on crime because actually like prosecuting like murders and rapes and stuff. His department was one of the worst in the entirety of the United States. But he was amazing oh, at arbitrarily jailing anyone who wasn't white on the suspicion that maybe oh. they might be an illegal immigrant and they don't have their American passport on them at the time. Well, it is actually state law in Arizona uh, to arbitrarily jail anyone who's not white. Um, I had heard that. I'd heard that. Um, it actually, yeah, he, well, did so a very good, specifically he did a very good job of cleaning up the streets because there were just fewer people on the streets. Yeah. So what he did is he created... Yeah, he just he reduced street congestion. Yeah, he also gave Mike Skinner um, a bath. Right. So, yeah, so he got, he got pardoned by Donald Trump this week. Shocker, Donald Trump pardoning someone who's really right-wing. Hot take here, guys. Oh, also, um, I should, I should, but, I should uh, also add, he favorably compared his own prison to... Mm. My prison is like a concentration camp, he said, and that's a good thing. Mm. Dachau, Arizona. <laughs> um, so, wait, wait, what was he? What was he pardoned for? I didn't really fully understand the case. Well, he was held in. Um, con- he was held in contempt uh, of court for basically just doing some like weird technicality. So he never actually got punished for any of the bizarre, ghoulish shit he did. He just it was a contempt charge. Um, oh, yeah, okay. and so what happened was he uh, he got but he got pardoned because like. And this is literally this is one of these um, one of these conservative weirdos just said it outright. Like this is going to piss off liberals who don't like the violation of civil liberties of you know just humans. Like, Donald Trump felt he had to uh, one up uh, 
alt-right Dick Van Dyke <laughs> dipping sushi in milk <laughs> and decided that the the next logical step was to uh, was to pardon a man who's quite clearly guilty. <laughs> um, so where the, where Steven Seagal comes right. into this is that Steven Seagal. Yeah, so right, so Steven Seagal, uh, as part of his reality show, Steven Seagal Lawman. Uh, we all love it. Which I think we, we should favorite. probably do like a like a watch of a few episodes of Steven Seagal Lawman. For every, an every, everyone should. Uh, yeah. Shout, shouts out to uh, Tom Segura for making me aware of the existence of this program, which has brought so much joy to my life. So what Steven Seagal did on Steven Seagal Lawman is that he went for like a ride along uh, with Sheriff Joe Arpaio, like you know America's sort of I don't know America's Reinhard Heydrich. Then, because of an, inc- of an unprecedented military buildup that was sort of, you know, diffused down into sheriff's departments, uh, Steven Seagal drove mm. a tank through the door of a man who was suspected of owning an illegal cockfighting ring, but actually just had a chicken farm. <laughs> the way you said an illegal cockfighting ring made it sound like it's a cock ring <laughs> illegal cock that ring. you wear in order to, like, fight with other people's cocks. Like, like penis lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah, as though you can own a cockfighting mm. ring. And it makes it sound like, rather than just like running a cockfighting ring, but owning one. Yeah, um, yeah so, yeah. but I, I, again, I would really like to um, to emphasize, this is in 2011, Steven Seagal drove a tank through a man's front door. You don't really drive a tank through a door, okay. do you? You drive a tank through a house. <laughs> yeah, he drove a tank through a man's yeah. house. <laughs> Who gave Steven Seagal access to a tank? Like, I swear the police don't even have tanks. No, in America, they do. I mean, do. maybe I'm underestimating America, but I feel like the police shouldn't have tanks. They shouldn't, but in America, they do. <laughs> what? I was not aware of Oh, this. yeah, this is part, a big part of why the future is trash. Because as part of a huge military buildup, because of, like, you know, the unending forever wars in the Middle East... There is a lot of equipment that's ah, getting yes. sort of cycled out, mm. and the Department of Defense doesn't know mm. what to do with it, and so like police departments are just allowed to request it for free, and so like they'll have like mine clearing vehicles, but like in some podunk shithead police like like department in like an Idaho town, they'll have like a like an Brilliant. MRAP, like a mine clearing tank. So I didn't know the future was well, trash. <laughs> the future's trash. That's a nightmare. And so now <laughs> Steven Seagal is able to drive a tank through the home of a chicken farmer on the basis that, that like, they, wa- they, they like watched Breaking Bad and decided he was doing cockfighting. You know what? I think Steven Seagal should be able to do that. <laughs> I don't think anybody else should. But I think, actually, the world yeah. is a better place because Steven Seagal is allowed to drive a tank through somebody's house <laughs> on the basis of flimsy it. circumstantial the evidence of illegal cockfighting. I'm so pleased <laughs> the rule should that the world be is that in a place where that One can of the happen. recommendations, one of the Adam Smith's uh, report's recommendations is actually that uh, Steven Seagal should be allowed to drive a tank through Millennials' apartments. <laughs> millennials love it when Steven Seagal drives a tank through our apartments. <laughs> Young people hate intact walls. Uh-huh. We don't like rent controls. We love cuts in the top tax rate. Yeah. Um, we really want to pay a little bit less for our sort of flights to Ibiza. Uh, and we really hope that Steven Seagal can come help yeah. with our renovations. We do, yeah. Oh, my God, that yeah. would be a good TV show. <laughs> Home, homes under the hammer. <laughs> uh, I've, been doing, I've been doing home renovations for over 45 years. <laughs> so... I just imagine him, like, brushing paint on the wall in the same, like, lazy and inaccurate way he does martial arts demonstrations. (laughs) 
<laughs> like just vaguely waving a brush in the direction of the wall. You just got to paint it. Occasionally like hits the wall, but like only in one in every three swings or so. <laughs> No, yeah. those, were just, those were just practice swings. Those were practice swings. Those were practice swings. Uh, I, I was hitting the walls Steven you couldn't Seagal. see. I've been hitting walls for over 45 years. That's the thing. Steven Seagal actually learned how to overcome resistance at the mindset retreat because That's he has it. so much mindset. He does, yeah. and But very oh, little does. retreat. <laughs> very little retreat. Very little retreat. Steven Seagal is all mindset, no retreat. Yeah, all the doors locked. Should we retreat, Steven? No. <laughs> no. We'll, we'll get mindset. the Mindset. <laughs> uh, oh, all mindset, no retreat. Uh, oh, also, this is just a little a little Shyamalan twist. This was the incidence mm-hmm. where Steven Seagal famously killed a dog in the botched raid. What did he kill a dog with the tank? Yes. <laughs> Wait, he killed it with a. Oh, I thought he shot the dog. Oh, right. I, I think he killed, he it with killed a, a dog with a tank. Ah, it, you might be forgiven for thinking this is overkill. <laughs> no, the dog had I it mean, coming. You can literally kill a dog by like feeding it chocolate, but Steven Seagal was like, nah. Going to use a tank. What's interesting? I, I need to make sure this man's dog is dead. What's interesting about the uh, illegal cockfighting ring is that the man had no knowledge of it. It was actually just run by the dog. <laughs> um, so, the, so actually, all in all, justice was done. Yeah. <laughs> I've been serving justice for over forty-five years. <laughs> oh my god! So how's that for a Steven Seagal fact of the week? It's a really good Steven Seagal Steven fact. Steven Seagal in yeah. partnership with Joe Arpaio. America's most evil man, or at least someone in the running for America's most evil man. I don't think he's even top ten, Riley. I'm going to be honest. He's up there. I mean, like, he's definitely a shit. But I feel like on the shitometer, he's like, (laughs) in terms of America's most evil people, we don't even probably know who America's most evil people are. Oh yeah, you're right. That's how evil they are. Let's not get bogged down in this because I think (laughs) what we need to devote our sole attention to is the fact that Steven Seagal got in a tank, drove through a man's house, and killed a dog. Fatly. He did it all fatly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, the dog was running a, uh, a cockfight. Allegedly. Ring, so, you know. <laughs> I could have killed. Alleg- I, I can fight any dog with my keto skills. I don't think a dead dog can sue. <laughs> I don't think even an alive dog it can, can but sue. I think we can, can, you, can you libel a dog? We can take some solace in the fact that there was a multi million dollar lawsuit paid by, like, not Seagal, but Arpeo. Uh, to this guy, Steven Se- like the Steven Seagal edition of Punked, like Ashton Ashton Kutcher is retired, so Steven Seagal starts doing like a weirdly violent version of that prank show on MTV, <laughs> just like this guy is not going to know what hit him. <laughs> Actually, the o- driving a tank through his house. The only house. thing that would improve um, this story is if Ashton Kutcher had driven a tank through somebody's house and killed a dog. <laughs> if Ashton Kutcher drove a tank through yeah. Steven Seagal's tank. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, Bam Margera drove a tank through like Uncle Vito's house. Oh, Don Vito's dead. Don Vito is, and dead. he was also like a child molester. He was a chomo. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up, but then I was like, then I we might like ruin the tone to end of the podcast. podcast but we've mix. gone there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steven Seagal destroyed a man's house and killed his dog with a tank for a reality TV show, fatly. But at least he wasn't Don Vito, who was slightly worse and slightly fatter. See you next week. See you next week, everyone. <laughs> See you, lads. <laughs>